0: Welcome to What's Next, Cornet Global's podcast that puts members on the microphone with thought-provoking, profession-shaping conversations and commentary.
1: Hello from Chicago, another Cornette Summit almost in the books. This is Stephen Brown with the International Well-Building Institute. Uh, I've been with Cornet for over 20 years, and I'm... Uh, Pleasure to have two of my colleagues that are first timers at a Coronet Summit today, uh, Jacqueline and Tori, who you will meet a little bit later. Uh, Just being in the conference has been fun, just to hear the uh, new ideas, the new challenges, people reconnecting. Uh, One of the things that's interesting, though, to find out is there's a lot of people that still don't know a lot of the latest from Well, and uh, we want to give just a few examples uh, of that. Uh, right now, there's this big focus on uh, ESG reporting, people and planet goals, and sometimes we see people maybe focusing a little too much on the environment, which is great. Do not forget the health and well-being of your people and employees and customers because uh, both solutions together is really what makes things work. Uh, one of the things that uh, we're finding is sort of the, the pandemic has created a huge awareness of some good things. One is the environment does truly impact our health and well-being. Second thing, people talk about indoor air quality like it's commonplace, which is a good thing. And because of that, the Well standard has really helped offer roadmaps and strategies for people to find solutions to implement both short-term and long-term. Just to give you a flavor of the Well growth adoption uh, before and uh, now, uh, before the pandemic, we had a little over 600 million square feet of real estate in a little over 60 countries engaged with Well. Today, we have over 4.2 billion, that's with a B, square feet of real estate in 120. countries. Huge growth. There's a lot of reasons for that. Some of those reasons are everyone now is educated on indoor environments and how they uh, impact our health. The second thing is ESG reporting driving for human and social capital metrics and narratives. and Well is really providing a great roadmap and strategies for people to sort of answer that question, where do I start? That's backed by research and science to help organizations get started. The other thing is all the ESG alignments of Well. Just a few examples. We uh, support and are aligned with the UN Sustainable Development Goals. Uh, we are aligned with GREZ, GRI, and of course, all the other green certifications that are out there. So when you use well across your entire organization, you actually add more narratives and metrics to already reportable uh, organizations that you may be using. Uh, Just a couple quick examples of what's happening uh, in the marketplace. Uh, Right now, we have developed uh, a lot more than just certification as the choice. Uh, During the pandemic, what we learned was the full well-building standard is the most robust uh, and most rigorous standard out there, uh, and it can be a larger lift for your teams doing it from start to finish. So what we decided is there's so many great strategies and features within well, let's take them into smaller bites, and that's where our ratings were developed. Uh, You may have heard about the health safety rating that's out there, which was really a smaller subset of features that just focus on policies and building operations around health and safety. But you can achieve that in a two to three month period, and it sort of starts your well journey. Uh, Same thing with new ratings coming out, like the health equity rating, performance rating. These are smaller bites of the full well standard to give those short-term opportunities to uh, to achieve and and report out on your achievements in ESG. some examples of clients that started their well journey with the health safety rating like Standard Charter Bank, J.P. Morgan, City, who then, uh, after they achieved that, had a nice successful win, then they upgraded to our well-at-scale subscription model, which is the most cost-effective and efficient way to apply all well strategies globally for both existing buildings and new buildings. Uh, some other examples are like LinkedIn, who signed up for a well-at-scale subscription and then decided to achieve the health safety rating after that subscription. Uh, And then EY, most recently, uh, also signed up for Well at Scale subscription, and their first Well milestones that they went for was getting three offices across the U.S. fully certified. Uh, So there's a lot of ways to start and uh, go on your journey with Well, and the Well at Scale subscription model gives you that flexibility that we'd love to share more uh, when you're ready to find out. Uh, But what I'd like to do now is just pass it over to Tori, again, one of our first Coronet visitors uh, who came from Australia and I'll let her tell you the rest of the story.
2: Awesome. Thanks, Stephen. Um, hi, everyone. My name's Tori Shepard. I've been a young leader within Cornet for about two years now, um, and I had the great opportunity of getting involved with the Australia chapter, which is incredibly welcoming and has given me so many opportunities to engage with Cornet um, and all of its kind of constituents across Australia and beyond. So shout out to the Australia Cornet chapter. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the ways that I have gotten involved, I was nominated as one of three young leaders to deliver a Red Talk at the Australia Summit, which was supposed to be in 2021, but because of COVID was postponed to March of 2022. So I delivered um, a presentation on healthy, resilient workplaces in light of COVID and climate change, which did win um, as the top Cornet Red Talk in Australia, which was super exciting for me and just a great opportunity for um, my public speaking expertise and just to get in front of so many new people and, and make connections there. I also have gotten involved with Cornet in Australia, leading well tours of projects um, with members involved in Cornet, so that's been a great way to really showcase how well works in practice for people who are newer to the well programs. Um, And very excitingly, I was selected as the Young Leader of the Year for Australia, so I'm representing here today um, and looking forward to seeing all the other global young leaders um, tonight at the reception. In terms of my role at IWBI, I'm a Technical Account Manager, so I work with Well at Scale clients around the globe. I'm also the lead for hospitality and co-working. And what we've really seen is that these client facing sectors have really boomed with their engagement with Well as a result of the pandemic. I led an advisory for hotels and resorts in 2020, which directly informed the development of the Well Health Safety Rating. We also led other advisories at IWBI, including one on sports and entertainment. So that program was really intended to be feasible and applicable to those um, sectors that needed the solutions the most during the pandemic. Uh, To put this into perspective, before the pandemic, I would say we had a few dozen hotels pursuing Well. Now we have over 700 hotels that have already achieved well, hundreds of others actively pursuing a well program, and even a very notable resort in Singapore that has enrolled in well at scale for their entire complex. So I would say our engagement in these sectors has fundamentally changed as a result of COVID-19, but will continue to evolve now that the value of well has really stuck um, in those sectors and driven that competition. Um, I'll also speak just to some updates that we've seen in Australia over the past couple of years. uh, We now see over 30% of commercial office space in Australia engaging with Well, um, which really shows uh, it leads into specifically the Gresb results. As We've seen Oceania leading the way globally for for Gresb over the past 12 years in a row. Um, And when you look at the sector leaders, 80% of those actually use Well. um, And that's because those market leaders see those trends and incorporate critical ESG initiatives before their peers. So we know that GRESP is a relative um, point system rather than an absolute. So those sector leaders are actually, even if they increase their initiatives, they might bump their scores from 90 to 94. But when they're benchmarked against their peers, they could drop if they're not pursuing the initiatives that their peers are. Um, One great example of this is the health and well-being module within GRESP used to be Optional. It was mandated within the past couple of years. So those clients that were already using wallet scale bumped in the rankings and were able to sustain those spots while the rest of the industry kind of was forced to to catch up. Um, And some a great story in that regard. When the Gres scores came out two years ago, we actually received a phone call on the specific day from, I won't give it away, but one of the top five scorers in in the rankings um, saw that their competitors who were outperforming forming them in terms of Gresp. We're using Well at Scale. This specific client was using Well Certification on one-off buildings, but because of the rankings and them needing to get that competitive edge uh, against their competitors, they actually enrolled in Well at Scale that day um, and have boosted their rankings as a result. Uh, We will see a similar occurrence happen in the 2023 survey as DEI is getting baked into more and more credits or indicators within Gresp. So those clients that are already using WELL have features within our community concept. They're using our WELL equity rating. And I think we'll see a similar pattern of them outperforming their peers in the next GRESP 2023 survey. So, with that, um, that Stephen, I see you want to jump story. in. Yeah, no. First
1: of all, just a big congratulations again on the Young Leader Award. It's fantastic. Um, and we'd like to uh, pass it over to Jacqueline now, who's mm-hmm. been a part of our uh, organization for quite a long time now. So, Jacqueline?
0: Awesome. Thank you, Stephen. Um, Jacqueline Whitaker, I'm VP on the commercial side. Um, in my time at IWBI, I've really been focused, kind of the common theme has been focused on our service provider, our consultant based um, uh, partners, I should say. And really uh, more specifically uh, presently supporting and advancing our partnership with our consultants um, through our Well Enterprise Provider uh, Network. And we stood up this program because we were seeing the demand for Well that Stephen mentioned a moment ago. Um, but we we wanted to make sure that our consultants were ready to support in an effective and successful way. So we stood up at our enterprise provider uh, network in which we've uh, we're really you know re- working alongside um, our our partners and f- and what we're finding is we have four different types of enterprise providers that we're seeing are, um, are 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 coming to us and working with us and those are kind of the big four consulting firms, um, the property management firms. Uh, we've got. At, um, global design firms, and then finally um, the smaller, more boutique regional uh, enterprise providers. We're working closely with a lo- with a lot of them, um, and the the Well Enterprise Provider, or we call it Well EP, because we like a lot of acronyms around yeah But um, it's our approach to double down our streamlining, the streamlining on our support of the implementation of Well at scale, but also it to support in those sales conversations. We want to, you know, we've we've made a huge commitment to to. Support Supporting on co-selling partnership with our closest black belt consultants, Um, and we're doing this through training. We are we've committed. We know that training on well at scale is hugely important. Um, We've got we've developed resources and tools to make a consultant's lives life easier. Um, We've got uh, we're standing up streamlined communications as well as technical support. I mentioned, and then finally, and probably the most important is um, concierge ESG reporting support um, for our, 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 black belt consultants. Um, so speaking of training, we have been busy hosting half day trainings around the world. Um, so many of you may have actually participated either. in um, where did we start Amsterdam? We, we hosted a training, a well, at scale training training in Singapore, in London, in New York. And then finally next week to round out the year, we have, um, a, a training in Sydney on November 10th. So join us if you're, you're in the, in the area. Um, We have also committed to hosting these trainings in the new year, so look out for those and join us. Uh, Thanks a lot. I'll hand it back over to Steven.
1: Thanks a lot, Jacqueline. I think uh, what a lot of us are uh, learning is there's a big lift in the marketplace right now around a lot of challenges to deal with, and you have to build your sort of network lots of partners, lots of people to help through this. And what we're trying to do is connect like-minded people to find those solutions. Again, i focused on both people and planet strategies for a lot of ESG reporting, but just doing the right thing. Uh, one of the things that uh, we've uh, discovered is that some people are just sort of either at the beginning of their journey on ESG reporting, uh, somewhere in the middle, and everyone says, where do you start, how do I add value, how do I sort of connect the dots within the organization? And the easiest way to connect that is through people Health and well-being, uh, and that's where the Well Standard and the Well at Scale program helps glue all those different silos and organizations in sort of one common goal. Uh, the other thing I want to just point out is, please reach out to us uh, if you want to learn more, uh, because there's a lot more to leverage with the Well team right now, and uh, we want to help get you in front of the right people. Uh, we've built a global team now that uh, that I uh, work with; it's in all regions of the world, so we can help connect you with the right people in your backyard to discuss strategy around ESG reporting, to discuss strategy about applying well at scale and not just trying to do one building at a time, which just isn't practical anymore. Uh, So with that, we'd love to uh, say goodbye. Thanks for the time of listening. And please reach out because there's always something new and exciting to try to help you do the challenges and uh, build your organization to be happy, healthy, and engaged because that's good for anybody's bottom line. Thank you very much. Thank you.
2: Thanks, everyone.